A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Ru Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rilkes, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. All right. Welcome to the Design to Change podcast. We are here today um, at IMAX 2023 yeah. on the 23rd of May. Wow. Uh, and it's the 20th edition. <laughs> You'd almost think it's the 23rd edition, but it's the 20th edition of IMAX here in Frankfurt. I'm joined uh, in this podcast by uh, Abosede Abisakbola. 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 Oh, you did amazing. <laughs> this is a real tongue twister, your name, you know that? Right. Yeah. You're with Two A's uh, Events in yes. Uh, Nigeria. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you. Excellent. Um, uh, and then we have Christoph from Bello, uh, who's with Cortenti Consulting uh, GmbH here in Germany. That's right. Hello. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Well, thank you on the Design to Change uh, podcast and joining us. Um, we were just discussing here um, at IMAX in Hall 9 uh, in the context of human nature, which is the theme of uh, this edition of, uh, of IMAX. Uh, we were discussing that... Uh, Christoph, you've been applying event design and have come across this a number of times. Yes. Um, and you were getting stuck at a specific place. But also, maybe before we do that, um, may I ask you, what, what have you come across so far? Or what are your impressions of what you're seeing around you at this moment here at IMAX? Um, for me, it's my first time with um, the event canvas. And yes. it was one of the um, things I ticked to attend and Excellent. when I met um, Christopher I'm like okay sh we're definitely doing this now yes. and so for me it's being able to put all the ideas together and then being able to well he also shared with me his own experience which is um, having to create your event all in one and then later on you'll be able to put the details you know into it but at least yes. being able to cast you know that um, when, when I saw canvas I'm like I work with canvas you know canvas canvas yeah. but events as a canvas would go a long way to help me put all my ideas together and then delete the list you know some of the things that might you know interfere with what I really want to work with yeah. and so for me I like the details I like the fact that I'm going to be able to narrow down what is important and take away the things that are not important yes. like you know and then be able to give a client a holistic you know instant view of what the event is going to be about I think that's amazing I'm looking forward to learning that excellent uh, Christoph, uh, you've experienced this as well. So uh, from the first introduction to having dabbled in the space for a little while or tried and tested this, uh, this is a team sport, right? It's not a solo sport, event design. It's something that a Absolutely. team of people do together. What a, when, it, when did you first come across it and how have you kind of applied it so far? Yeah, actually, I've, I've come across it um, before COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, mm -hmm. when I attended um, IMAX first time, yes. um, which was maybe... Let me, with the event co uh, uh, design collective, I, I had my my actually my first class yeah. at, at IMAX maybe 
2017, 2018, could EDC that be? level one program? Yeah, yeah. maybe, yes, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I came across with that and, and saw a big um, opportunity to get in touch with my customers, creating together. Mm -hmm. Since um, me as a conceptionist for, um, for events, mm -hmm. um, I've got that problem uh, reading the minds of my customers, yes. or uh, especially new customers, yes. um, um, and read their pains, their wishes, their experience incoming. Um, uh, uh, so their first, um, what do you call that? Um, uh, uh, the, the behavior, yeah? So yes. this is the first behavior. And I was attracted by, the, by this um, point of change since I came to event as a uh, I was a student 13 years old founding a school circus yes. so you're working with that icon of yes. a little circle of a boy looking into the circus and actually this is all what event is about if yes. you've got a big company you need at least one time in the year to have the the line roar in front of all <laughs> all the yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and but how do you do that? Now coming to the point, I just recently had a mm -hmm. workshop with six uh, persons. It's a just simple thing having an opening event for mm -hmm. a concert mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. So, and they are, and they they say, oh, we do not want to have a red carpet and, and just the, the 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 champagne and and what what's it about? How can we do it cool? Yeah, mm -hmm. so different. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, how how can we change? And we did that, and I stopped at the point when we had many many ideas mm -hmm. and the canvas filled mm -hmm. and then uh, actually to, to, uh, to transform this into the, the small funnel coming mm -hmm. out and saying okay now this is the point which is the, the change in itself so this is a for me a big struggle yes. still yes. and this is an excellent experience to be shared because as, as you're saying uh, trying to read the mind of the event owner is one of the magical mysteries that each of us try to, yeah. you know, uh, kind Gets, of discover. Yes. Right? How, how do you mind read your event owner's <laughs> mind? <laughs> so, so for me, I basically have this uh, questionnaire that I've created for the brand. Yes. And once you tell me, oh, I'm having, um, it's my 40th, for instance, and yeah. I just send you those questionnaires. Yeah. And in those questionnaires, you get to be able to tell me what you like in terms of your color. Mm -hmm. You get to tell me what, what your expectations are in terms of in terms of what you want to see, how you want your guests to feel, you know, the kind of experience you want to create with your event. I, I, those are the kind of questions I put out there. So it helped me to um, get them talking and tell me what their expectations are because if I can get the expectations, I, I, I get the problem half mm -hmm. solved and yes. then I can put in, you know, a bit of that. So that's what I've, I've worked with over time. And it had helped. It had helped. Yeah. It helped. And I think... Each of these techniques that you're describing and, and, and applying are um, all have their uh, merit uh, because these are the things that we instinctually do as we have conversations between event owners and event designers and practitioners in this space. Um, in the Design to Change book, which this podcast is related to, we address that very challenge, right? Uh, excavating the mind. It sounds a little bit uh, uh, strange, it's but it's, really <laughs> you really have to extract yes. or, or like question yeah. elegantly, yeah. right? Like how do you have that conversation of, you know, the risk and reward of an event? And mm. people are going to say, well, I want for my 40th, 40th, this, that, and the other. 
they first say what they want, but is it really what they need, <laughs> right? Exactly is it going right. to make the lion That's roar, right. like, like you were saying, Christoph? <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's interesting in, in your approach, what you were describing to answer your question as well is, um, so you've taken a team of six, eight people and, and gone through the stakeholder alignment, you've, you've done the pre and post event empathy map, you've created the narratives on the event canvas. The step that goes after the stakeholder analysis of creating what we call the event delta, which is really boiling down the entry exit behaviors to three specific ones per stakeholder and then articulating if the entry is this and the exit is that, what is the change that needs to happen in the middle in the behavior change? That element, those post-its that then come out of that part of the process, the delta, is actually your design goal. And the design goal is the lens you look through. It's the Polaroid or, let's say, mm -hmm. the rubric that you use to assess whether an idea is a good or a bad idea. Because ideas are not good and bad because they came from a specific person or because... Uh, they happen to fit in the zeitgeist, you know, like in, yep. the, in, in the moment, and this is what everybody seems to want today. No. A good or a bad idea is only distinguished from another idea by the fact that it changes the behavior in the desired direction of change effectively, right? So does it fit in the design? So you were just stating an example of, let's say, a chocolate fountain. Yeah. Right? Okay. Is the chocolate fountain going to change the behavior from A to B, from stakeholder 1, stakeholder B, stakeholder C? Is it gonna is it gonna help somewhere in that scheme? And if so, is it before the event, during the event, or after the event? Right? After the event, maybe the the, the technical hands they 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 wanted the chocolate. No, <laughs> just a so, joke. No, actually, no. So taking out an element, holding it up against the light by which you judge on the event delta, right? Which is, is this element going to contribute somehow to the learning that people have? And this could be skills, knowledge, mm. attitude, or people oh. learning, right? Yep. Uh, maybe people learning can take place around the chocolate fountain because if you have the raw ingredients and the chocolate fountain represents the final product and you could make the metaphor in your story to say well let's take the fruits and you know dip them in the fountain <laughs> yeah. as we stand around the fountain yeah. and have a conversation around what this fruit symbolizes maybe you you could give it that function or yeah. empower it to have a specific function right but not unless you build the story arc and unless you see how the things string together yes And I believe, you know, like exactly what you said, many people get stuck at the delta. The reason being is that this is where the complexity goes down to the simplicity. This is like the difference when you make a sauce from a pack and you just throw it in and add some water and stir it versus starting with a pot of stock of 200 liters, boiling it down to, you know, 20 centiliters of syrupy goodness, adding the final mm. touches to reduce mm. it so it just covers a spoon and it's dressed on the plate yeah. and all of a sudden becomes a three-star Michelin product, right? They might have a very similar, you know, um, way in which they look at the end, but in the flavor and the essence and in the methodology to get from the complexity to the condensed simplicity, but also complexity of taste, that's really where the Delta does its work. Yeah. I, yes, I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. Now, there comes a point, maybe um, you all um, uh, struggle with that, um, without rating it, but I've experienced that m some of my, uh, all the, of my workshop participants mm -hmm. are not that deep into innovation, into change, mm -hmm. into thinking about how to do things differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, If I tell them better 
just a simple simple thing do not make a red carpet but a blue carpet because you're we're having a, a blue night or whatever mm-hmm. so and they say, oh no we, we, we cannot cancel our red carpet yeah so and so we're just making here a little film. <laughs> um, you can so, see technology it, always disrupts the conversation. Chris, yes. right? It's interesting. Christoph, you, <laughs> you started off. Sorry. Right? No, no, yes, I, I, started, I started. And I, you were so, uh, so great handling it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so distracted. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Um, now, uh, actually, I struggle with um, the, the, the people not being so much into change. Yeah. They are in their comfort zone and they say, oh, better not change things we did that for 10 years and it's so great our chocolate chocolate fountain it's so great everybody wants it yeah so and that's real like being on a on a on a big sailing boat with trying to change direction wind and you try to change yeah and i think this is exactly what what you're describing is and i'm sure if you're listening to this podcast think about you know when somebody forces change upon you or you know if you change before you have to, right? Or if you don't change before you have to, how it makes you feel is, oh, it can feel pretty miserable, right? Mm. Look at the change we went through during COVID. Right? Yeah. Did any of us choose for that? No. No, not really, no. right? Um, far from yeah. deliberate choice. Was it an effective event? You better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it changed all of our behaviors Absolutely. across the planet at the same time. Was it in the desired direction of change? No. Not at all, right? No. So I think this is the points that you're making are super valid. And if I said, in the end, innovation is understood backwards. Yes. In the beginning, there's one crazy guy, one crazy group having the idea and, and letting it grow. In the end, everybody says, oh, great, this was a cool idea. Yeah, but, but actually, yeah, the, the, the transition point is our question to you. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Oh, and I think this, this, um, this ability to have a group of people articulate what the change is, uh, but also the ability to wordsmith the change on two or three post-its, which is the hard part, right? Mm-hmm. The reason you go through the complexity of creating the narrative in 14 uh, building blocks, which are three phases of change, you know... Um, uh, Rahmen, what was it? Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> create the design restrictions in the middle, right? right? Uh, uh, change, then you frame that... Right. the set of restrictions and ultimately you come out with the prototypes the hourglass in the middle is actually represents the time that people spend at the events with the experience journey and instructional design and um, coming down to the three behaviors you want to change per stakeholder and being very specific about them is actually part of human nature of collaborating in finding the simplicity in that complexity if those three post-its are not simple enough for you to be able to design for them we always ask that question when we check with the group. Um, entry behavior one, exit behavior one, what is the change, the delta in the middle? This. Can we design for this? There should be a resounding yes mm-hmm. and clarity yes. about what you're designing for. And until you have that clarity, you have not done enough work on creating the delta, right? So that is like the funnel you were describing where you go from the complexity to the simplicity. Sometimes you have to percolate on those words a little bit. and. Some people are really good wordsmith and could yeah. you know fine-tune them very easily. For some people, wordsmithing is an absolute nightmare. It's you know it's it's a lot of work. For others, it's play, right? So it you have to over find some until team. it's over. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and you know when you, once you have them, then you open up your idea quarantine and you can 
take the repository of all these ideas and filter them against the actual outcome, right? Because then you can build it very easy. Yes. You go, oh, oh now, now we have the filter, right? Let's take the post-it in and say, chocolate fountain. Will it do it before, during, or after? Yeah, yeah. If so, Absolutely. what project? And I think this is the, yeah, that's the stumbling block for uh, teams that you have to see it through to the very end in order to see the impact of a good design cycle, right? Um, it's like any story, right? A joke without a punchline <laughs> is not a joke, <laughs> right? It's a story. <laughs> and, yes. uh, you know, uh, Tahira Endian, uh, who designs, uh, let's say, the content of, of this, was just on a podcast um, uh, earlier, uh, last week, actually, before IMAX, and we were talking, and she said, events are like Jello. you know. Hmm. They, they need some kind of a container, yeah. right? And you need to give it time to gel properly so that it sets in the right way. Yeah. And I think sometimes if you don't give it enough time for it to set with a group of people, it's still liquid, right? Sure. And yeah, before it turns to solid, the, the, it the baking oven. Yeah. yeah. That or, or a fridge. It depends yeah. on what, what <laughs> ingredients <laughs> you're using, right? Or freezer. Yeah. Using. Yeah, <laughs> true. There, I, I find this very, very important because where you get frustrated is where you're trying to get everybody's buy-in, so to say, yeah. in setting what the event is going to be about. Yeah. I, I want to ask quickly a question, mm -hmm. if, if I can. Yeah. Um, I'm particularly at a conference for the event industry back home in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And um, we want to have like a staycation. Yeah. And um, the budget for staycation, obviously, is going to be more than having just um, a... a attend daily attendance you know for three days mm -hmm. and because of you know putting together budget factor the economy the uh, extreme power of the people who want to come in attendance vis-a-vis -vis the numbers you want to come mm -hmm. so we're going to be looking at okay are we looking at the people that can afford to come or we're looking at the people you know everyone to be able to come so that they can gain you know that so we're looking at numbers against the budget against that so how, how, how would you help how would you think well the, we could do that I think the beauty of um, event design is that you pull apart the stakeholders first mm -hmm. meaning if you can be very egocentric for each of the stakeholders in themselves mm -hmm. and then you combine that stack on top of each other mm -hmm. for some people the ticket cost is a revenue, right? Yeah. For other, for some people, the, um, the 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 revenues are actually the driver of the content, right? Mm -hmm. So sponsors could support something in order to get a series of people to come for free, for instance. So you have very different lines of thinking that you first need to pull apart, think very selfishly about that, and then look at them one by one. But when you stack them together that's when you get an event. The business model of an event is basically time in exchange for money and content, oh, right? Uh, because people donate their time and there's something expected in return. Yeah. Let's take at the mechanism of IMAX, for instance, right? At this trade show, we're right here. Mm. Uh, supply and demand meet. Hosted buyers are being paid for for their travel and hotel and accommodations because there is a supply chain of organizations that are interested in not getting in the plane every day to travel across the planet to meet one client per day, but they want to come to Frankfurt for three days to meet 12 clients per day or 50 clients in four days or whatever it might be, right? So the exchange of the time of the hosted buyer versus covering their expenses is one way in which IMAX works as a marketplace. 
and the booth space and other activations and sponsorships are done because there's value in having one blood group of people, so to say, from one industry or one profession together in one space. It's why exhibits exist in the first place. Right? Yeah. They were originally invented many, many years ago, right? When people mm. needed to trade mm. goods between yeah. each other. Now we are trading knowledge and we're trading space and we're trading time and effort. Uh, and I think that's exactly what you were referring to is the reason why it's a little bit, we call it spaghetti in the brain, right? It's, it's, it's confusing because you're trying to think, oh, how does that work for this and this is for that? And, and then the conversation becomes very confusing because you haven't isolated the stake of that one specific stakeholder. Mm. Being in love with the problem is exactly the place where you need to be, right? So event design is all about exploring the problem <laughs> mm, yes. and rolling around in the problem long enough for you to consider it and to understand from many different directions before you even start solving it or trying to come up with a solution for something. Innovations are born from problems. Yeah. Correct. Things which unnerve you. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which things that have pain, right? There's something yeah, uncomfortable about them and they usually deal with change and there's usually something that needs to change because there is a problem. And if I may say, um, just getting a bit a step step back looking at our um, session here yeah. this is some really major change mm -hmm. um, yeah. we Abu and me are doing here since yeah. this is a real creative uh, um, kind of um, getting in touch with yes. event, uh, event, event design, design. collective mm -hmm. um, having let's like uh, uh, um, <laughs> having having a talk yeah. uh, with you we could have done this just in front of your products but yeah. actually we're doing this while multiplying it yeah. on a podcast yeah, yeah. Right. so this yeah. is interesting getting other people maybe who cannot afford by time by money by whatever um, restrictions um, cannot come here mm -hmm. uh, but but actually they get something get something to hear correct yeah. innovation so innovation solving that's super that. innovative plus also uh, it's a design restriction right if you look at the noise mm. levels on a trade show four yes that's right, right? so uh, in hall eight we're in hall nine here there's a lot of chatter and conversation going on one-on-one -on -one. people are need to focus all day we've just created this little audio bubble for ourselves where we can use a microphone and a headset yeah. and although there's like 14 <laughs> people around us all talking at audio yeah. serious levels right half a meter behind you yeah. right. uh, <laughs> we can focus on our conversation and have a laugh and they're wondering what we're laughing about they have and, no idea and, and we, right. we're not in any way affected by their conversation because exactly. it's it's a brilliant one and and i was just telling um, one of my uh, team that the the good thing for me with imax is the fact that i'm able to project 10 years ahead of what the event industry is going to be like and what you need to begin to focus on yeah. because that's the best way to get yourself you know vested if you are in this industry because it's, it's evolving and it's trends and it's about you know what's new yeah. and what you can offer your clients and the event space in itself and then the creative innovations that come out from everything like what um, event design collective have done yeah. Yeah. I mean this is amazing I'm going to take this back home <laughs> well, well it's probably no yes, coincidence yes. it's probably no coincidence that I mean the design of what you're seeing has been designed using this methodology so wow. IMAX, yeah. IMAX um, uh, applies this many of their team members are certified event designers and it's a joy to see how also IMAX has supported um, us in bringing this to all the different people in this community um, in the background people are designing World Education Congress 2027 for meeting professionals international 
destination unknown, no idea where it's going to take place because how can you select a destination if you don't know what the wants and needs are of the different stakeholders, mm -hmm. right? So, and this is happening in real time. So work is being done, conversations are being had, and they're being shared beyond the 23rd of May, 2023. Amazing, amazing. This show is only 20 years old, right? You were saying project 20, 10 years forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think IMAX looks like in 2033, 10 years from today? Oh, I can't tell. Uh, so I'm, I'm imagining yeah. that we will probably be having something with the space because you can see the meta phase is coming in gradually and, you know, it's going to take some time to yeah. check it. Well, I attended NFTs and, you know, those type of things that come through. It's definitely going to be something that has to do with space, mm -hmm. people trying to explore other spaces and other places and how to have it, whether it's going to be on Earth, you're going to have like a space kind of experience, but you're just definitely going to have something extraordinary happening in the next 10 years, I'm wow. sure. And actually, I would say it will be in person. So many people make a fuss about like uh, metaverse or, or being in digital spaces. I would say this will come absolutely in work, uh, in, 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 in private um, um, spaces. spaces. But um, the experience you get every every year coming here. So I, I had my Insta story saying mm -hmm. this. It's the one time of the year. <laughs> yeah, so it's like IMAX. Yeah. So, and, and that's, this is our Christmas for our community. Right? Meeting people, meeting new people. We just yeah. were standing with Abu Sidi. We were just uh, stay, uh, standing at the at the schedule yeah. and, and wondering where to go. And yeah. then we, we, and we I talked about right? the canvas yes. and we said, let's go here. Yes. So, and I think this is all about event and as I said, we want to hear the lion roar and yeah. actually in my case, you are the lion right now roaring with your ideas mm. and with this podcast idea. So, um, we need to, we, we're social, the humans yes. are a social animal. Yeah. We, yeah. we are not, on to, I'm an I'm a absolute expert in digital events, so yeah. no thing, I, I love to watch TV and everything and do this. But we need to get in contact in person. Yes. And this will, I think, um, never be uh, wiped out or whatever. So we, we will meet. I think it's human, human nature. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And even human, human energy is part of the other um, sessions that are going on mm -hmm. and how that, that, that works. Because this can happen if the humans are not involved. Yes. And we, we create all of these things. And I absolutely agree with Christopher. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what um, inventions comes out, it's still going to involve the human. And the human energy is what drives it anyway. So yeah. we're going to be there. <laughs> I think we all need that sense of yes. belonging. Yeah. Right? I yes. think we all want to yes. be heard. Yes. Um, it was a treat. I feel like Simba listening to the <laughs> symphony of multiple roars coming from across 360 around us. Right? This is, this is audio as a part. <laughs> Audio is a powerful mechanism. Yes, you know? it uh, is. It is. I will say thank you, Christoph. Thank you for stopping by here at the uh, Event Design Collective booth uh, at, uh, M at uh, IMAX 2023. <laughs> Hashtag IMAX 23. Um, I wish you a fantastic next couple of uh, trade show days. Thank you. If you want, take a stop by later when you come back. Because there's a flip side to our stand as well that you might not have discovered yet. Oh, right. We're okay. harvesting the 10 reasons why event designs fail. Hmm. And we have a notion of what it could be. 
but we need the brain power of all of the roars on the trade show floor <laughs> to tell us what makes event designs fail, right? So will you join us in contributing to that? Sure. Yes, let's roar. Sure. Let's roar together. <laughs> Thank you so much, and Thank I look for forward to, uh, to seeing you again very soon. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. You've been hanging out backstage on Design to Change Designer Conversations. Thank you for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag design to change and hashtag event canvas. Want more thought-provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation. <laughs>